Thank you for listening today on Podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Feel free to check us out at podcastwithpastorlarry.com. In just a moment, Pastor Larry will be teaching us a constant truth from God's Word to help us in this always changing world. You can always find more teaching with Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number four, others. That would be Freedom Church for others. Now, let's get to learning the Bible to live the Bible with Pastor Larry. Hey, this is Pastor Larry. Thanks for joining me today. I'm with Freedom Ministries here in Axton, Virginia. Thanks for joining me on Facebook Live, if that's where you're plugged in and watching this live Bible study, or you may be listening in through the podcast ministry, uh, through our ministry here at Freedom, and uh, maybe you're listening in through podcast with PastorLarry.com. That's a great platform to be on, and you can find all of these in our studies um, on that platform at that location or wherever you get your podcast from. So don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're on Facebook, don't forget to hit the like button, share, and comment. It's so good to share and invite people. What an exciting week this is because this is the week, the big week, that we celebrate and have a reason to celebrate because this is a time set aside that we celebrate the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. See, the resurrection is what separates Christ and all religious figures apart. Many religious figures, many good people, and all the prophets and all the people um, who claim and make the claims that they are some type of holy, or that they are a prophet of God, or that they even try to resemble or make themselves to be God, you know what separates all of them? The truth. What is the truth? If you're going to make a claim or proclaim something miraculous and even unheard of or absurd, like I'm going to give my life, and then I'm going to raise it up again three days later. You better come through with that promise, or you'll be like every other person who has just died, but didn't raise themselves up from the dead or anyone else in their life. Jesus did. We celebrate and have a reason to celebrate because we have chosen for us who are saved to put our faith and trust in facts, not fiction. No facts, not subjective truth, no objective truth that's based on facts. And the fact is, Christ is risen. There is an empty tomb. Where do you find all of the others, like Muhammad or Confucius, uh, Joseph Smith, and so on and so forth? You find them still in a grave. Their bodies, however decayed they may be, are in the ground or in some mausoleum, and you can go visit those. But when you go to visit the place where Jesus was laid, by the way, in a borrowed tomb, he is not here. He is risen. 
What a great thing to celebrate. And it's really the only thing to celebrate because to follow any other person is to follow something that is dead, a dead religion. So I trust and hope and pray today that you have a true religion and a live religion where Christ right, has given his life, laid down his life for us, for our sins, paid the price, the penalty, the debt that we could not owe, and then not only paid the price, but then raised himself up again on the third day, after three days and three nights, rose from the dead, which gives us the power to overcome death as well. And so what a great week. I hope that you'll join us on Friday if you're anywhere near where we are at 790 Irisburg Road in Axton, Virginia. Man, if you're an hour away, you should come. If you're two hours away, you should come for Good Friday service at 7 o'clock here. It's going to be an interactive drama. It's going to be incredible. And we're going to answer the question, what is so good about Good Friday? And you say, what if I live a little bit further? I don't know, get a hotel and come and spend the night and enjoy this. I believe it'll be worth the trip because truth is involved. And I mean truth that changes everything. And by the way, that's going to be the message on Sunday. If Christ is risen and he is, then it changes everything. So if you're anywhere near, I hope that you'll join us. Um, If you can't join us, well, our service will be available online at 1030 on Sunday, um, as it always is. But you really need to be here in person because it just doesn't translate the best as an in-person celebratory service. So let's just jump right in today to what we are talking about, what we've been studying We've been studying growing a deeper faith and a closer relationship with God. We've been studying this together, and what we've been learning are several things. We've been on the track for learning about these seven stages of growth towards spiritual intimacy with God. The first one we talked about was unbelief. My friend, what Jesus did at Calvary, a place called Golgotha, is the remedy and is the payment and is the rescue and the deliverance to be able to leave this stage of unbelief and go to the second stage, which is salvation. Jesus said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. This is John 14, verse 6, and that no man cometh unto the Father but by him. That is a pretty big, bold statement to make. And if you can't make good on that, then you are either a liar or a lunatic. But we know based on evidence and historical facts, which we're going to learn about this weekend, this is true. And so this leads to salvation. My friend, we don't have an empty hope. We don't have just kind of a uh, loose hope and just kind of a, well, just anything flies faith or hope. No, our faith is based on something true and substantial. Jesus made that claim and he fulfilled it. No one else ever has. We're learning about a third stage and that was service. Well, once we get saved, we serve. Why? 
out of duty and because we're robots. No, we serve because the love of God constrains us. We are so compelled. We are passionate. We are thankful. We're humble. We're grateful. And we love to serve our King who has rescued us from our own sin and from our own bondage that we have placed ourselves in. We learned about a fourth stage, and that is, you know, even in the Christian life, there are times where you go through frustration, frustration through inadequacy. Yes, frustration. All of us experience it in our own inadequacy, in our own self-effort, in our own talents and abilities, and it's actually a good stage because it helps you recognize and realize if you will be honest with yourselves and with the Lord, how our sufficiency is of Christ. We are in great need. The world is in great need. What is the greatest need ever? The world needs Jesus and he is available as always. We learned the fifth stage and that is spiritual dependency. And that is what we're talking about. This is the whole point of the study, being spiritually dependent dependent upon Christ. And now we're on the sixth stage, which is about a battle. But here's the thing. As we lead into this, see, it is the Lord that's at work and moves us from stage to stage. It is he who grows us and changes us as we yield ourselves and abide in his truth. Truth changes you. Lies don't. Lies leave you discouraged, despondent, disappointed. But the truth of God does that. Then what is our part? What is our response? Well, our part is to make the right response to each stage as it emerges and develops. What would God have us to do? What is it that the Lord wants from us? And that leads us to that sixth stage, right? There is a battle that's going on. It is a spiritual battle. And my friend, you can't win a spiritual battle with fleshly weapons. You can't win the spiritual battle, the battle that is going on after your spirit and your soul. Satan has come to devour, to kill and destroy, the Bible says. But God has come to give us life. That's John 10, 10, to give us life and give us life more abundantly. There is more to you. There's more than to this life than just trying to get through and hope I make it. No, you can. And there is strength available. There is divine power available, hope and love and encouragement available to you. But I want you to know there's a battle. And Many believers, though, find themselves, and this is okay because we've all been there, asking themselves in all seriousness, who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? What is my design? And that search for purpose and search for meaning and understanding of one's uniqueness emerges. And my friend, there are answers for you from God's word. You're not going to find it in the world. Now, there will be temporary happiness and, you know, even gladness and those kind of things, but it is temporary and it doesn't last. You have to go for lasting things. You have to go to the everlasting one, and that one is Jesus. And so what the believer, what you and I must do in this stage of battle, because we're always in one. What the believer now must do is to confront 
the fact that our sin nature, our, our who we once were, okay, is now changed, uh, right? We, we're Christians. We have been born again if you're saved, but our emotions and our minds will need to also go through a transformation process. Yes, when I got saved, you may not know this, but when I got saved, I woke up the very next morning, looked in the mirror, and do you know what I saw? I saw the same guy, the same person looking right back at me. I hadn't changed at all, outwardly, but inwardly there was a change. In my spirit, my spirit that was once dead is now made alive, okay, through Christ. But outwardly, and yes, my mind and my emotions, and yes, even my conversation hadn't. And there's a reason for that, because most of us, we carry old patterns with us long into our Christian walk and our Christian journey. Those things haven't changed. I have to learn and grow to change those. You know, there used to be a day that you didn't know how to feed yourself. Someone fed you. It started off with a bottle. Okay, it started off with milk and then you learn to eat a little bit of something else that maybe was in a jar, maybe a little bit with more substance like oatmeal. And then all of a sudden you started growing teeth and you started to chew food. What am I saying? You have grown. You have went from one stage to another stage, but you didn't start off there. And I would hope and trust that if you are of age and you're older than an infant, that you're still not eating baby food. You need nourishment. You need more of substance. And in our life, we carry these old patterns. And the reason that we study God's word is because we want to grow from those old patterns. We want to change from those old habits that are destructive and do not produce health, and growth. You know, if a person only ate sugared food or baby food their entire life, it will be hard and impossible to grow muscles that can sustain the body. And the organs need more to grow. Your mind needs nourishment and food to become healthy. So does yourself as a spirit. You need spiritual food. And the truth is, when we're talking about these patterns, they, they're like old videos in our life. And I said this last time, that play over and over and over again. And they manifest themselves and kind of come to the surface, surface in our habits. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves, why in the world did I do that? Why did I say that? Why did I think that? Where did that come from? There may be something in your life that hasn't been changed. Could be a ritual, something you've always done. Well, I've always done it that way. Well, if it's wrong, maybe you should change, right? Maybe it's your behaviors that are not keeping in God's word and his desire for us. And that is the key. Is it lining up with scripture? Is it what God is wanting me to do? Is it what God is desiring for you? Is it the best for you? If it's not, then there's one word you need, and it's hard, and we don't like this sometimes. It's the word change. 
Yes, my friend, change. And so the battle of this pre-reprogramming, if you will, it's a battle that lies entirely within us, not necessarily around us, and that is possible, although it does manifest in a lot of different ways, like anger and rage. Boy, you were a hothead before you were saved, and you're still a hothead, and you're going off And not even for good reasons. Now, there are good reasons to be angry. And we we get upset and angry at things that are unjust, right? We, we, We should. But not to the point where it leads to sin. The Bible says be angry and sin not. So sometimes these old habits have a way of coming to the surface. And it could be frustration. It could be even with the withdrawals from others. Boy, you feel that the battle's getting harder, and all of a sudden you start to withdraw when God hasn't made you an island to yourself. We need each other. You need to be around people, and that may be a struggle for you. And I hear you. That is a battle you're in. And that's why we're having this discussion, and we're talking about this, because it's very real. You know, the challenge that we face is not only to know Christ. So lean in here and listen to this. Our challenge as believers is not only to know Christ, and that's one, but to discover what Christ desires for us to know even about ourselves. You are a complex individual. So am I. We all are. And you've probably heard of the all analogy. We're kind of like onions. There's one layer after another. You know, and as we get older, you know, you have a tendency to even change. And we've got to unfold those things and allow ourselves to recognize and realize who we are. See, it's time. It's time for us to confront our past and our innermost innermost makeup about ourselves and that's difficult cuz we reveal and start revealing truth and that's hard sometimes cuz we don't like what we see but it's to experience God's healing for you and maybe your past is a great hindrance to you And you're even feeling anxious right now listening to this. Oh, my goodness, I've got to relive some things. No, we're not saying you've got to relive them. That's not true. But it is good to recognize them, admit maybe the choices that you've made that have contributed to it, or recognize that you don't have to live there and allow God through his word to heal you from those wounds. And yes, those things that that are well deep in you that lie wounded and you are very scarred within. Some of you are carrying around a lot of that. But why does the Lord, why does he wait until sometimes we're at this stage, right, of our spiritual life to deal with these things? It'd been nice maybe to this was a stage number three or get this really early. Why does God do that? You know, it's very possible 
there's a reason. It could be possibly that to do so early would have completely devastated you. I mean, you just got saved. You just trusted Christ as your Lord. And this whole thing is new to you. This whole thing of Christ and the Bible and Christianity and what is expected and what does God want. And you're just learning and you're just putting some verses together. And all of a sudden this gets dumped on your plate. It could have been a setback. God's looking out for your best. And so maybe instead of just questioning why not early, could it be that even in this, God has been the whole time protecting you and I? Yeah, because I believe God wants what's best for us. He knows what's best for you and I. It seems that a person needs to have deep assurance of their salvation and their relationship to Christ and how the Holy Spirit works in them and that they can truly trust God for their life. And we've got to grow in this trust when it comes to God actually healing those wounds, those things where it's been hard for you to forgive others, or maybe even to heal those things that you have never told anybody about. Maybe it was even something criminal against you. But you've never spoken of it, God knows. And you've been carrying that around for so long. And that hurt just resurfaces a lot. Or maybe it's a smell, or maybe it's a trigger, or maybe someone says something and all of a sudden you are quickly taken back in a time warp to that very moment. And now emotionally, you're a mess. You know, any living plant needs to develop good roots before it'll ever reach a healthy size. If a plant, a seed, can't get its roots deep, you know what you find out? It doesn't make it. It struggles. And we are like this. This is what happens to us when we're not rooted in God's word, when we're not very assured that God can be trusted with every detail to the minutest of details to the biggest thing that is so hurtful that we've often covered up and not spoken of because we thought and believed well, if I don't deal with it or talk about it, then it really didn't happen. Yet you know that's not true, don't you? And those who have been freed from sin, that's every person who has been saved. We've been freed from sin. And every person who has been indwelt by the Holy Spirit, which is every person has put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we need time to grow. So don't get too hard on yourself. Don't become so critical of where you are or even judgmental of yourself. Give yourself some slack and room. God's patient with you. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with others and realize we all need time to grow and mature just like a plant. We need time to be established in the Lord before some of these more difficult things come to the surface that we really need to be made whole from. 
But I assure you, God wants to make you whole. God wants to create and develop you more into the image of himself. What we need to keep in mind here is that in this stage of the spiritual battle, that it's designed by God for our healing and our best and our wholeness as a human being. I want to say this to you, and I want you to hear this. God desires to restore, to replenish, and renew us in things that have been broken, damaged, and stunted. This is Jesus' heart for you and I. Listen to me today, please. You may feel like you're on the outside, and you may feel like you are so distant, and no one understands, and no one will believe you. I want you to hear what God's heart is to you today. His heart is to renew you, to make you new, and to replenish, and to repair those things that are hurting and broken in you. This is what he does. This is what he is best at. He takes anything that's broken and damaged and stunted, and he gives it life. He brings and makes us anew, just as he did through the cross. They thought this whole thing was over. He died. They witnessed his own mother, witnessed him dying. John, one of his loved ones, one of his disciples was there, and others. And they're like, wait a minute. He's actually dying. He's dead. This isn't the way we thought it would go. Can you imagine the rehearsing in their life of like, how did we get to this point? Is this it? It was so good when we walked with him. It was so good when we knew him. It was so good when we witnessed all that he did. And now he's gone. But little did they recognize it wasn't over. And my friend, it's not over for you. Christ arose. He, he became alive after he had been dead for three days, not three minutes, not three hours. And so what happened? If you know the story and you read the record, new life was born and became bursting out in these ladies and all the disciples, and they became emboldened. They became empowered. And I'm saying to you, that thing that they experienced is the same thing that we can experience. Why? Because we have a Savior that is risen, who has conquered every pain, every death for you and I. And that's who I believe in. And so what he has, he has offered to us, and I have, and you have as a believer. Let me share with you a great couple of encouraging verses before we go today. There are a few. The first one comes from 2 Corinthians 4.16. Listen to this verse. 
For this reason, we do not lose heart. Don't lose heart today. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day. This is what Jesus does for you and I. Don't lose hope, please. I know you're in a battle. We all do. We all go through it. But you can find hope. And this is the Savior that we're talking about. No one else, by the way, offers it. Well, some try to offer it, but they don't come through. Jesus not only offers it and proclaims it, he makes good on his promises. And promises are only good as the person who is making the promise. So if they don't carry through the promise, then their word means nothing. Listen to what Jesus also gave us in 2 Corinthians 4.17. Talking about the battle? Paul said here, who wrote this, For our light affliction only lasts for a moment. I know you're in a battle, but it won't be forever, my friend. It works for us. I don't like this battle. Yeah, but it works. See, God works all things together for good. Paul said it works together for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. I want you to know God's working something out, and he knows what he's doing, and you can trust him. That's a choice you've got to make, isn't it? There's another verse I want to give you, and it comes from 2 Corinthians 4.18. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal. Yeah, that's everything around us. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Are you going to trust in your circumstances and your events and the happenings around you? Are you going to trust in the spirit of the living God? I want to trust in the things I can't see. I don't want to put my hope in the things that I do see. Paul said in Colossians 3.10, and have embraced the new nature. I'm a new creature. I've been changed, but I'm in the process of continuing to change. And so are you. Paul said, which is renewed. Here it is. Which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him, Christ, who created it. My friend, you are in a stage of renewal. It's all right. Don't fight it. Embrace it and know this is hard. Yes, this is painful. You bet. This is even disappointing and frustrating. Yes, it is at times. But God's at work. Let him work. Let him finish, right, what he began. The work that God has begun in you, he, the Bible says, is faithful to complete it. I want you to know Jesus doesn't stop short of the task at hand. When Jesus went to the cross at Calvary, he went all the way. He didn't stop short. He could have. He couldn't even carry his cross, and he could have just said, you know what, enough. I quit. I can't I can't do this. I've been beaten all night long. I'm exhausted. I hurt. I'm tired. I can't handle this. It's over. He could have done that, but he didn't. He went all the way and he died and it could have stopped there, but he didn't. Why? Because he'd promised ages before prophets had prophesied this. And Jesus during his earthly ministry said, you know what? You tear this whole thing down. You tear this whole thing down. Even the temple, he's referring to himself, not some building. He says, you tear this whole thing down. I'm going to rebuild it. Jesus makes good on his promise. 
So loved one, hey, listen to me, hang in there. God is for you. He is faithful. I hope you have experienced this risen Savior. If not, give your heart and life to him today. I want you to know, as always, you are loved and you are prayed for. Thanks for joining me today. Tune in every time through Facebook Live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at noon. If that doesn't work for you, you can always catch this on our Facebook channel at Freedom in Virginia. Or you can listen to the most recent uploaded podcast through Podcasts with Pastor Larry. Again, you're loved and prayed for. Take care. God bless. Thanks for joining us today for Podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Connect with Pastor Larry at podcastwithpastorlarry.com to hear weekly biblical teaching. You can always find more teaching of Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number for others. That would be Freedom Church for others. This is a listener-supported podcast. Feel free to partner with us to further our reach of the gospel to the world. If you feel led to give, please log on to PastorLarry.org. Again, thanks for connecting to Podcast with Pastor Larry.